0: Second episode of Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I know we've been gone for a couple of weeks, obviously, with the holidays and everything, but we are back, and there's some big
1: news going on around the world. How are you guys doing today? Pretty good, man. Oh, yeah. It's, it's madness. Basketball.
0: It's madness, guys. That is true. I'm wearing my King's hoodie over here. Uh, we got some first-round fantasy merch down in the bottom with Justin. And uh, I want to just kick it right off, guys. There's some exciting news going on in the NBA today with a, I believe it was a three or four-team trade announced, or four-team trade, where James Harden went to Brooklyn to team up with Kyrie and Durant. Uh, Oladipo got sent to the Rockets. Uh, Karis LeVert went to the Pacers and the Cavs got in there to get jared allen and uh Taurine prince i believe if i'm not mistaken so uh obviously the big news here guys is Harden. uh lakers mm-hmm. fans in shambles uh, i can see jacob is shaking his head he's a little bit upset um what's your guys take on this early season justin what do you think
2: i i really think this was a long time coming and necessary and good for both teams because We all know as soon as that season ended, Harden was checked out and he wanted to be moved every single day. Uh, If you watch that team, it just didn't work even more so. like He's out, they're out. So we all know the Nets gave up a lot, but they're in win now mode. So if Kyrie gets his act together and starts playing some games and all three of them mesh and they just run the East, I mean, there's competition, but I think if they're all healthy, they're the powerhouse. So you have to make that move, and I think it's better than what they did for an old Garnett and Pierce back in the day. So hopefully, this one works out better. But uh, nice. I, I think, yeah, I think the Rockets improved too because they ended up swinging and got Oladipo, and I really do like that fit with Wall and Oladipo. they I think, two professionals, two hard workers, two players that want to win, and I think it's a win-win for both teams.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned that KG trade because I spent a lot of time on basketball forums, guys. And that is something that people are talking about. James Harden has a lot of miles on it. You know, he's been in the league now for some time. He spent nine years in Houston. He was in OKC for some time before that. He turned thirty. Uh, he's turned 31 last year. He's going to be 32 at the end of this season. Uh, he's not young anymore. And listen, he's been an Ironman his whole career but eventually, age catches up to you, and some of those picks that Brooklyn gave up to get him were 2024, 2026, 2027 swap, I believe. So you're talking about picks that are six years out when you're looking at KD being 36. And
3: those guys could be gone by then. Oh, like definitely. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Harden, yeah.
0: And listen, if they're not gone by then, they're going to be a shell of what they That's are today. True. That's so true. So the, the reality is, like Justin said, It's their win now. And if they don't win a championship within the next two to three years, this was a mistake. Um, Will it be as bad as what they did for KG and Pierce, where they were in shambles for four or five years? We'll see. But um, what are you thinking, Jacob, about this trade overall?
3: Well, I don't think it's, I don't know the specifics of that Garnett and Pierce trade, but that was terrible. Those guys were not. Them, like they were nowhere near as talented as Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden are right now. Like they were done. They were on the in the twilight of their careers, like starting it. So I think this is better because look, if they win one championship, it's all worth it. Mm-hmm. Teams go decades without even getting into the playoffs. Teams go decades without getting past the first round in the playoffs. So to just win one championship would be worth it, and this puts them in that discussion of, you know, top four or five teams that could possibly win it this year. And we'll see, but I, you know, I don't think that, look, they're going to be good, but is this, are these necessarily the best fit of players to play together? I don't think so, but they're still going to be good. They're, you can't, you're not gonna be able to stop them. Like even if one of them's on the bench, they're going to be coming at you pretty damn good. So I, yeah, they're going to be good still.
0: Yeah, it kind of has a little bit more of a selfish vibe to what we saw with KD in Golden State, right? So when KD was in Golden State, you had Steph Curry, you had Klay Thompson, both guys known to be very team-oriented basketball players. Steph Curry likes to shoot, but he likes to pass. Um, Kyrie Mm -hmm. can be said similar to that, but he's also a score-first guy, even more so than Curry. Mm -hmm.
3: I think Kyrie's going to have to start passing more. Yeah,
0: well, Harden <laughs> yeah. too. I mean, dude, if you watch Harden the last five years, the Houston Rockets' offense involves him standing in the top of the
3: key. That's true.
0: And dribbling until there's three yeah. seconds left, taking a step back three.
3: No, oh, so, yeah, definitely. I mean, I and if we're talking fantasy too, I think this hurts Durant and Harden. To be honest, fantasy wise.
2: Yeah,
0: I agree. I agree. I mean, listen. At the end of the day, we won't know until we see all of them on the court together. Uh, early results of Kyrie and KD together were good. They looked pretty good together the first few games before Kyrie went on hiatus. Uh, but it's going to be interesting, like you said, to see three such ball-dominant guys where a guy like Clay stands in the corner waits for his turn. Um, none of these guys are that kind of a player. So, Gabe, what do you think? I know uh, you're kind of a, what, a KD fan, right? You rooted for the Warriors a little bit for a few years. I know you're a Kings fan, but what do you think?
1: Yeah, man, I'm a fan of basketball in general, and I I don't know, man. There's so much to to unpack here. First of all, I don't know if you guys have heard, but there are a lot of rumors. I, I mean, Kyrie's missed like what the last four games for the Brooklyn Nets. They're six and six right now, which is like middle of the road. Um, they they're saying that he didn't like that he wanted more of a uh, um what's the word I'm looking for of a contribution in like picking the head coach that he's unsatisfied with Steve Nash. I mean, I don't know where this guy's egos at, but for him to just be like, I want my coach who I want it to be. Supposedly his relationship with Kevin Durant is distant. That's from aging, whatever the guy's name is oh, on ESPN. Drastic. Yeah. They, thank you, Joe. <laughs> it, it just seems like a very fragile, uh, Place to be right now, and, and KD's the the guy of it all. Like people are gonna talk all day. How can you say this man's you know Hall of Fame caliber when he's always ever played with superstars? Well, I don't know. KD's gonna do KD things. I don't care. He's an all around good basketball player. Uh and you look at the other teams involved. I mean, look what the Nets gave up: four first round picks. Sure, Karis Lavert is a great young basketball player, dude. He was great last season. He was getting warmed up this season to continue that success. And Jarrett Allen. Jarrett Allen is a fantastic center, dude, and they ship him off. So they gave up so much, and I get it. LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Look what they did in Los Angeles last year with pretty much no supporting cast. Now you put Kyrie, KD, and Kyrie or Harden together. So it's like, I don't know. Their cast just got thinner. They're all ball dominant ball players. I don't know, man. It's it, it's definitely a wait and see kind of thing. I'm glad Victor Oladipo got out of Indiana. He me, was like the lesser known Harden in this situation because he wanted out of Indiana, and they said whatever, dude, just just go. Nobody well, wanted. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, the Nets definitely thinned out, uh, and depth is going to be an issue, especially this year, right, guys. Because what we're seeing, and it's happening left and right, is postpones and guys entering seven-day quarantines. And it's so different than NFL, right? Because guy goes on the quarantine list on Monday, and he's playing again on Sunday, and there's no big deal, right? Where in this situation, KD goes on the quarantine list. He misses four games. So when you're already talking about a thinned-out roster and these guys that are so close, and you get Kyrie and KD to go on quarantine together – what are you looking at? You're looking at Harden and a bunch of scrubs. So it's going to be interesting. They're hoping talent trumps fit. Um, And they may be right, dude. Miami, if you guys remember 10 years ago, LeBron, Wade, Bosch, wasn't the best fit. Wasn't a natural fit. Bosch or LeBron, Wade, can they coexist? There's only one ball guys. They won two championships in four years. And I can guarantee you if Brooklyn does that, they're going to be damn happy. Mm -hmm. Um, and okay, Dave, I'm glad you brought it up. We'll segue into Victor Oladipo. This man is a baller, and he missed last season with an injury, but I'm also happy that he got out of Indiana. I heard that he wanted to get out in the summer. Then I heard he wanted to stay. Then it sounded like Indiana wouldn't pay him the max money that he wants, and now it looks like Indiana took Karis LeVert, who is also a nice young player himself. He's 26. He's, he's shown some flashes. Um, but the important thing i think there is carisle LeBert's locked in i think for three or four more years where victor oladipo is a free agent at the end of the season and i think that was a big part of the motivation for indiana which is not a big market team can't afford to pay guys like the lakers or the clippers mm-hmm. um, they need to watch their roster cap and so i think getting caris LeBert for them kind of shores up that starting five they don't have to worry about paying anybody for the next couple of years and on the flip side like justin said earlier Having John Wall, having Christian Wood, having Oladipo, having P.J. Tucker uh, in Houston. I mean, I don't know if you guys watched the game last night. I'm sure Jacob did. James Harden gave up. The guy wasn't Dude, even trying. the
1: guy was awful, man. He wasn't even
0: trying. He came. And then my buddy hits me up today. He says, did you guys hear what, what James Harden said last night? I'm like, I didn't. He's uh, He went into the post-game conference and said, we suck. This team has no talent. We are losing team. It was, you knew. The headline came out this morning. They told Harden to stay away from the team. You knew the trade was coming. So I'm happy for Houston, man. I'm happy for them because I think this team is going to be fun to watch because I hyped them up in the preseason as John Wall and Demarcus Cousins finally getting to play together. I hyped them up as Christian Wood being the most improved player. I drafted him in the fourth round of our draft. Um, he's paid dividends there. And I think. Depo is going to be a natural fit. Um, do you guys have anything to add on Depot or Levert or any of these other pieces that got interchanged?
1: I like Levert because I like the Pacers. Uh, after seeing them play the Kings and then the Warriors last night, uh, you know they don't get enough credit. They're like a really defensive-minded team, and they're really scrappy with it. I think Karis Levert fits that, and he gives them a little bit more of a scoring uh, versatility there. I really like Jerry Allen. Like, I was like genuinely sad, dude. The dude with the fro in Brooklyn, he just fit there. Now you take his fro to what? Cleveland? It's like, ah, oh, dude, that's gross.
0: It's gross. For the life of me, and just from a basketball standpoint, guys, I cannot understand what the hell Cleveland, why they were even involved in this trade. <laughs> it doesn't make sense because Taurine Prince is not known as a guy who's on a very favorable contract. He's getting paid $15, $16 million a year. He's probably best served as your first guy off the bench, uh, you know, in the three or four spot. But he's not a he's not a guy who's bursting with potential or who's helping you really win games. So why the hell do they go out and trade a 2022 first-round pick? They're not. They're still young. They go and trade a first-round pick to bring in Jarrett Allen when their best player has been Andre Drummond. Uh, those two guys, though, <laughs> they don't fit together. So God, what's the play? I, I get it. Drummond's 27. He's been in the league for 10 years. He's probably headed out at the end of this season. He's a free agent. So fine. I kind of get it. I but like
3: Jared Allen as a young player, but it's just because he's young, right? That, yeah. He's, like, he's, 22. 20,
2: yeah, he's like 22.
3: Like that. Yeah. He's, he's a nice piece. Cause I think that was a good acquisition for them, but cause they need to establish some young guys, but I, I still, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I'm I'm happy for Houston like you, Joe, because I that's what I don't like is the attitude of these guys. And all three of the of the guys in Brooklyn now are all attitude, had attitudes. They dude. all have bad yeah. attitudes. And yeah. they're they won't hesitate to throw you under the bus if you if they're mad at you. And I don't like that. I like these I like like a guy like Damian Lillard who's all business. Oh, let's, I love just, it. let's just play our game. And he's so loyal to Portland. Like I I'm not about all their-
1: he leaves Portland next season. They're not. No, dude.
3: But I, I just, I yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't even I wouldn't even want those guys on my team because I like you're trying to build like a good culture and all this stuff. So it's a great move for Houston, to be honest. Uh,
0: yeah. Listen, and I get LeBron has jumped ship multiple times and Right now, I'm not very happy with him just because I obviously don't like the Lakers. But I've always rooted for LeBron, and one of the things about LeBron was he jumps ship all the time, and he's he's not a he doesn't he's not a team player, and and blah blah blah. Listen, when LeBron wanted out of Cleveland, he didn't give up. He played his heart out until the end of his contract, and he's "Oh, lost. exactly, yeah." James Harden was not that way. Kyrie mm-hmm. Irving was not that way. I can't respect guys who don't who don't play out. No,
3: exactly. Like Irving. LeBron was still going to try to win that team a championship, absolutely. no matter what. Yeah,
0: absolutely. It had more to do with being a team player, fulfilling your contract, and being a man. And where 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 the actions that I've seen Kyrie out partying with his sister. Leave of absence and Steve Nash doesn't even know where he's at. I can't respect nothing like that, man. I, I, it's hard for me to say that I do never root for the Lakers, but I'm having a hard time saying I would rather the Brooklyn Nets win than the Lakers. So that's kind of mm-hmm. where I'm at is I, I do not like that Brooklyn team at all. The um,
3: NBA would love that champion, that oh, championship that's, matchup. It's that's written what they in mean. stone, man. Yeah, and Jonas
0: no. will get his chance in two or three years, and the Clippers maybe. But I think we're going to see LeBron versus KD once again. And it's, it's it's there, you know, so. Um,
1: guys. Yo, not to mention, though, this isn't the first time we've seen Kyrie act like this, too, right? Like no. when he was in Cleveland, he wanted out of Cleveland because he didn't oh, want and to they, play the the way he the When he was in Boston, too. he didn't want to be in Boston because he didn't like the head coach. It's just <laughs> like, what the hell, dude? Like you make a lot of money. To just yeah, kind of, and man, he's yeah. a flat earther. It's like, come on, bro. <laughs> let me
2: just tell go you. Ahead. Let me tell you where I differ from all your conversations is that I think two things mean a lot, and we'll see it very soon. Winning cures all your problems, no matter how unhappy, no matter that's how many problems, no matter what their issues Why are. You
1: always have to be so wise, you,
2: dude. You start winning, you start being happy. Okay, that's just how these guys are. And then number two, I. I'm a big fan of James Harden's basketball skill, although his game might not be always enjoyable to watch. So I believe that if they truly think that they're going to win, the this ego, this ball hog mentality, he's a great player. He's going to adapt. He's going to score, but he's also, don't forget, he's an f- amazing passer. He really is, and it's just not highlighted ever. So I think if he plays with KD, they both want to win. KD can show him kind of how it takes to win. I, I'm more on the side that it might be a fun team to watch. DeAndre is gonna take over uh Allen's role, I think. But maybe uh Drummond gets swapped back over there in a the later trade because I don't think uh Cleveland's gonna live with Drummond and Allen, they're gonna move Drummond maybe, but I I'm more I'm more excited than not excited to see the Nets play basically.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and the Cleveland Cavs, you know, they have their own role in this, and it is what it is. You know, they they pick up Allen, and I think Justin's right.
3: Oh, I'm excited to watch them play. Don't get me wrong. I'm just, like, as a fast, like, just for, like, the way they they are, I just don't like their attitudes, but whatever. I
0: agree. I agree. You know, my favorite thing that's floating around, uh, Cleveland got off to a hype start where I think they were 4-1, and they have Darius Garland and Colin Sexton. And people have been calling that backcourt the sex land. And uh, <laughs> hey,
3: dude, I, I've been high on Colin Sexton ever since he came into the league. Man, I like that guy. I remember when LeBron hadn't announced he was going to leave yet, and then they during the draft, Colin Sexton said, "Hey, let's run it back. Let's win another championship." And then LeBron leaves. <laughs> yeah, it
0: sucks. That sucks. Yeah. They, they those two look good in the backcourt. I know that they're on like a four-game losing streak, but you know well, Garland's they,
1: been injured too, so that's uh, yeah.
0: And they're, they're ahead of schedule, so I don't think anyone can be upset with what we've seen. I know Sexton's missed a couple games, Garland's missed a couple games, so uh, they are ahead of schedule. Those two and I'm, they got the working,
1: they got the workings of like a like a mediocre but like still good uh, McCollum and Lillard backcourt yeah, kind of yeah, ideology. I mean,
0: And they took that kid Okoro and he looks decent and now they're bringing in Jared Allen. So they've got a decent core to work on. So, Uh, But guys, moving on, we've spent 20 minutes talking about the Harden trade, about the Cavs. I I think we've touched all the bases there. Crazy news. Um, We'll see what happens in the next couple weeks. Um, The next thing we want to talk about, guys, and I want to start this one off myself, is which rookies have impressed you so far this season? And Justin, I feel bad because he's a Kings fan too. He's probably going to agree with me on this one. But Tyrese Halliburton, and I mentioned him in the preseason podcast that we talked about. I told you guys this guy was going to be money. I drafted him. I ended up having to cut him because he had some injury and he missed some time and I was trying to beat Jacob. But I went out and traded for him last week to Gabe uh, in a trade that I traded Chris Middleton for – uh, Collins, and Halliburton. And I like the trade. I think it was good for both of us, Gabe, So, um, But Halliburton has been money, guys. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but not only in, in real life, but in fantasy, he has been a very, very consistent guy to slot as your point guard. And I remember when we played fantasy quite a few times, years and years, um, centers were always the very consistent guys. And guards were the ones that would – blow up for 30 some games, but sometimes they might get you negative points or six because their shooting is just not that good. And obviously, guys, of course, we're talking about uh, total points here, not categories. But uh, Halliburton, guys, 18, 26, 30, 14, 36, 33, 17, 19. As As a rookie, his first two weeks, people, he's playing off the bench, guys. He's not starting. He's playing off the bench and he's putting up He's had three thirty-point games. Um, he's helped the Kings win at least three games that are two or three games that I don't think they even get cut, come close to winning without him. Um, and they're quality wins that we've had. You know, so against- I
3: haven't watched any Kings games actually, but I I will. I was I am curious. How are Fox and him playing off each other? Do you think that's a long-term thing that can work?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And Justin can attest to this And, and games, watched some Kings games. Listen, man, they are a natural fit. That was one of the things that people said is everybody made fun of the Kings at the draft. Why the hell do you draft the point guard? Well, Darren Fox, you not get a player. the
3: thing I said too. I was like, that doesn't mean they can't play together just because they play the same position or whatever. Well, I they mean, don't play the same position. I mean, they position. don't really. The thing is... Basketball is more positionless than it's ever been. Yeah, you know? absolutely. It doesn't matter that they're both small guards, you know.
0: Well well, here's the thing, man. You say small guards. Well,
3: I know Halliburton's not that small.
0: Halliburton is skinny. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he, have, we, we hope that it'll fill out a little bit. But listen, he's yeah. six foot five. I've heard that he's got a seven foot wingspan. The guy who's not coming into the draft was that he's not the greatest ball handler. He's probably not gonna be your point guard. He can't be your 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 playmaker. But playing off Darren Fox, well, Fox and, can, yeah. And having a chance to shine in that role for maybe 15 to 20 minutes a game, he's been excellent. And his three-point shooting, his shot is ugly, but it's going in. He's uh,
1: shooting 50% so, from three-point landing. Yeah. It's insane. So, Gabe mentioned uh Lillard and
3: McCollum earlier. I was telling him cuz my Jonah, my brother Jonah is a huge Kings fan. He watches yeah. like every game and I was telling him like it's not going to be exactly the same, but I'm saying yeah. as far as like a backcourt where they're both really good to great players, they, it can work.
0: Listen, I'll tell you what the difference between Lillard and uh, the Portland backcourt and what the Kings backcourt is. The Portland backcourt's biggest struggle is that neither of those guys can defend. They can fill it up. We've Ooh, seen games okay, point. points. The Kings guards, especially Halliburton, you're watching him as a rookie. He's getting into passing lanes. He's D'ing up guys. Darren Fox has always been a pretty solid defender. Those two can defend. I don't think that they're ever going to Average sixty points between the two of them, or or fifty points even. They're probably going to fall in line around forty. You know, both guys around twenty points per game, but their defense is better. So we'll see what the future holds for Sac. I know we're excited.
1: So I know Halliburton
3: like, is this correct? He's averaging nineteen points a game. Nineteen? No, points. that seems high. Oh uh, he's high?
1: averaging. Uh, I think it's. I think twelve, 12 and
3: a half. Maybe I'm looking at the wrong. He's sack.
1: averaging twelve points a game, five assists, and two rebounds.
0: Well, listen, though. Darren Fox himself, I love the guy, but he's not the best playmaker. I don't want him doing it for 35 minutes a game either. So I love having a guy like Halliburton that can help him, uh, you know, and Halliburton's per 36 minutes are really good. He's only playing 29 minutes a game right now. I think we'll start to see that trend up towards 33, 34 as the season goes on, and he'll be big money. Uh, Let's go around the horn. Gabe rookies i know you mentioned one uh before the podcast which one are you excited about
1: yeah and i just wanted to touch on halliburton again man like i i think that was everyone's pick here i mean the dude's the dude's crazy especially what he was like a top 12 pit he was 12 mm-hmm. yeah but I couldn't even tell you that was not my eight pick. of the guys in front of him, but the, the dude's been a beast, dude. And I don't think they necessarily drafted him to be the three and D guy that he is. I mean, we knew he could play defense. He's got that seven foot wingspan, but he's like literally the definition of a three and D player right now. And that's what the Kings need, man. They need someone who's going to cut passing lanes, fucking terrorize the backcourt of the opposing teams. And he's been doing that. And him and Fox together are fine. And I know it's a small sample size, but in the two games that he was out, The Kings looked horrible. Even though they only lost by three to the Golden State Warriors, they lost by like 20 to Houston, or they lost like 20 to Golden State and like two to three to Houston. But they didn't look good. When Halliburton's on the floor, the Kings play good. He's a good decision maker. He's a good general on the floor. I love it. I love the future of the Kings. But that's not my my guy. My guy is James Wiseman, the number two overall pick in the nba draft this year for the golden state warriors the dude's a beast man currently team. it's not my favorite team i like the kings man i just i'm an appreciator of all things basketball just yeah I, I happen to live in a state where i can drive within an hour and get to both stadiums that's just the way it is uh so i them both. but no james wiseman almost 11 points a game almost two blocks a game and about seven rebounds a game he's he's a great fit dude especially for somebody a team like Golden State, who was uh, very lacking in that department with departures of ja- Javale McGee and and Pascal was good last year, but he doesn't do the things that James Wiseman can do. James Wiseman is versatile, dude. This dude is lanky, but he doesn't move like a seven foot two big man. He moves like a Kevin Durant big man, dude. He is filthy. Just give it time. I think out of this draft class, in four years. Wiseman will be the guy to own he'll be the guy that's remembered at this draft class probably far and away the most I love him and he's a reason for the for the for the Warriors hot start not to mention Draymond Green came back and they won like three straight but Wiseman's good bro he's 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 gonna be a disruptor and just like we talk about Halliburton he's got to put some weight on just give him time give him time let him sizzle and watch out Golden State's not away yet They're, they're they got things planned
0: and Gabe, one of the most exciting things I think about Wiseman is that he's only playing 20 minutes a game, and he's mm-hmm. managing to get a block and a half, he's managing to get six and a half rebounds, he can shoot the three a little bit, he can score on you. I saw one play where he took it coast to coast,
1: mm-hmm. dribbled
0: like behind his back, shook some dude and went up for a dunk, and I was like... Okay, he's the real deal. He is. And and I I agree with you. He's going to have a serious future uh, in this NBA. So, Jacob, who you got?
3: So, I mean, it's arguable who the best rookie of the year has been so far. A lot of people have said Halliburton, to be honest. Uh, So, and I knew coming into the podcast with, you know, two and a half Kings fans that. Uh, that that Halliburton was going to be named so I look I'm very impressed with Lamelo Ball to be honest Mm -hmm. I he started off his debut was terrible like he had zero points and now he's averaging 12 points per game seven rebounds per game six assist per game and the team is six and five so he's not putting up decent stats and then the team's uh, terribly hurting from it so i just look i know he has a lot of negativity surrounded with like his dad and his family and all that but like when it comes down to it he's a really talented basketball player and i'm just i think a lot of people were like hyping him up and then his debut was terrible they're like oh he's gonna suck and now he's just kind of being very solid so i i like Lamella ball i think he's gonna be a lot better than his brother in the nba
1: Ooh, I was just about to say, who's the better ball brother?
3: Oh, without a doubt.
1: I like Lonzo. You guys too. are all wrong, dude. It's Angelo, bro. <laughs> yeah, I can't dude. even make a practice squad. He averages like nine steals a game. Yeah, in, in a where? Year. A year, in uh, China.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, just to
3: switch it up, I think I'll, i that's my guy.
0: Yeah, I know. So just for reference, the Kia rookie ladder has number one. LaMelo, number two, James Wiseman, number three, Tyrese Halliburton. So I don't think there's any surprises with what we've what, said so far.
3: Alan Horton Tucker's not number one? What was he's not was a rookie, rookie, bro. Oh, he's not? I thought he was. He's
0: not, he's not a rookie. He's a <laughs> second-year guy. He got drafted in the second round last year, but now he's getting high. Bro, you're a Laker fan. <laughs> no. You oh, have hold to on know that. Second.
3: Hold on a second. That's But he didn't play last <laughs> year, did he? No.
0: No, no, no. Yeah. THT, man. THT,
1: he is not a rookie. Let's hear Justin's, dude.
0: 2019 draft, second round,
3: 46 pick. But yeah, is rookie based on, like, if you played a certain amount of games your first season? Did
0: he even play one game?
3: Yeah, so he's technically he's a still a rookie. Like, he qualifies uh, for, like, rookie of the year. If he's he not going to win it. Did
0: he play
3: a game? Oh, uh, I don't know. Let me.
0: I think the rule is if you played even one game last year, he's not qualified.
3: I don't think he is. He didn't.
0: So then, no, he did. He played. Oh, six he did. Games. Oh,
3: you're right. Yeah, right. He yeah. did. He did. He did. Yeah. yeah,
0: he's not qualified as a rookie. Uh, the reason that Ben Simmons and Blake Griffin won the year after they were drafted is they, they didn't
2: play a game at all. Yeah, season yeah.
0: Season yeah. injuries. Yeah. Uh, Justin, who you got? Uh,
2: real quick, basically. The only reason LaMelo's number one on Kia is because NBA.com's looking for hits. That's the only reason. Just saying. Not to say he's not (laughs) good. Because, you know, I was arguing. And I think he's the only one that can give Tyrese a a run for the money of rookie of the year. Because I'm not too high on this draft class. And I think the Kings hit a gem with Tyrese. But I I watched some LaMelo. And he's silky smooth. He's confident. Wiseman's big and beastly. And he's going to be good as time comes up. But... Without a question, and I'm not even being biased because I've watched, Tyrese is just uh, amazing right now. And you guys talked about how his playmaking is not the best. And I disagree. His playmaking is amazing. He has this, this, I don't even know another player that does it like him, but he will get a pick. And when the big rolls to the basket, he will make the motion of an alley-oop, but change it to a layup. But mm-hmm. we'll take the alley oop if it's there, and he does whatever the defense gives him. And for him to be able to do that first ten games in the season is just to me leadership, vision, his yeah. three balls dropping like a beast, and uh, his shot is kind of not Reggie Miller dirty, but it's it's weird. But it it's <laughs> is it's, it
1: Sean Marion dirty? Sean,
2: Sean no, is like, no, no, hey, it's better. It's that's, smooth. Yeah. It's not traditional, but it has a smooth motion. Yeah. To it. But what I'm saying is. I think we liked him as a prospect, but the fact he's shooting like this from downtown makes him makes him head and shoulders right now. And it will it, be a nice between him and Melo, I think. But Tyrese for me is rookie, rookie to watch right now. He's he's amazing. His defense, what was it last game? I think he was playing D and got a pick, and he knew that the player wasn't about to drive and pass it back for a three, and he ended up swatting it from behind. And just to have that knowledge. That confidence, that smooth like motion to play like this—it's—it's it's exciting to be a Kings fan finally. So uh, I like Tyrese.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it definitely is. And and there's one other guy that I want to mention, guys, and that is Tyrese Maxey. Uh, in 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 Philadelphia, I don't know if you guys have paid attention to him at all. I tried to go swoop him the other day when we increased the roster spots. We got busy with work, didn't get a chance to pick him up.
1: He who picked him up.
0: I don't know who did, but it wasn't
1: me. Uh, it wasn't me. I will
0: say, guys, the last four games he's had a lot more opportunity because Philly has been dealing with some quarantine issues. He started three of those games, but the last four games he scored 16, 39, 15 and 16 and he started off really slow, but this was a guy who a lot of people said could be one of the best point guards from this draft. Somehow he fell to Philly. I think at 21, just not a lot of need for point guards in the middle of that draft. Watch out for him. This kid can play. He's kind of a shooting guard point guard, kind of in the mold of Tyrese Halliburton in a way. Uh, And Justin, I want to also clarify what I said earlier was not that I don't want Tyrese to be my lead playmaker. That was the knock on him coming out of college, was that he's not ready for that kind of a role. So, um, all right, guys. Well, let's move on. Your early picks for the top eight seeds out of each conference, who's in the picture, who's
1: not? Hey, Jacob, is there a way that you can pull up the Eastern and the Western Conference standings right now?
3: I'll be right
2: Uh, back. Yeah, I can. While we get that organized. I'll tell you some teams that I'm very happy to see that are doing well, and I hope it sticks. And that as you pull it up right there, I guess I'll just I'll start and say I think the Celtics are gonna stay number one, even though the Nets got that trade. The Celtics, have you guys been watching them? Uh, it's Tatum and uh, Jalen are really clicking, really that step forward and are monstering together as a pair. They get good, um, good, for sure. Yeah. As far as uh going I don't down know
1: if it. they're I don't know if they're KD, Kyrie, and Harden good, but
2: but you're countering is. you're countering that competition with ego versus no ego, where's the cohesiveness? You no, know, I'm countering that competition
1: mean. with the only competition they're gonna get in the east, man. Like that's like it. The it's the Celtics and the Nets.
2: You haven't uh, liked the Bucks since they got in, uh Drew Holiday.
1: I, I love I love ducks, man. I love Giannis. I just don't uh, I don't know, man. I don't know if they have the pieces up there yet. Drew Holiday was a nice addition. Chris Middleton's always been solid, but I, mm, okay. it, it's, a, it's, a Celtics, it's a Celtics-Nets it's a Celtics final for sure. That's what
2: you think, Philly. That's and, what I uh, think. You know what? Philly's going to make a move, I believe. That's going to be pretty surprising. Either they're going to sell out or they're going to sure up, and I think they're more leaning towards shoring up than selling out. Um, you know who the GM for Philly is right now?
1: Surprise me. Or tell Manny I mean. you know?
2: the GM for Philly. Uh, no, Vladdy Divac. I don't know. Oh, yeah. If he got another GM, we'd have some problems. <laughs> but uh, the guy who uh,
3: passed on Luka Doncic,
2: no, 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 no. Uh, Daryl is living it up over there, man. And uh, the Kings have Monty McNair, who's uh, ex Rockets under Morey, assistant GM. And I think something between them is going to come up. So uh, I have a feeling they're going to shore up, get stronger, but I think they're going to stay, obviously, at a top competition in the East, but not quite at the Celtics level. But um, should we wait for Joseph to go through this, or how do you want to go?
3: Well, uh, uh, for me, I'll just say real quick. In the Western Conference, I think – this is all gonna oh, of course think, you go
1: straight to the western Conference. I think the Spurs wow. are gonna
3: fall out and the nuggets are gonna take that spot and it's gonna stay the same. Not the order, but I think all these teams others in the Spurs are gonna make it and the nuggets are gonna be in uh, for me. and mm-hmm. then man so you think
1: that Jacob, do you think the Kings make the playoffs? They're currently the tenth.
3: No. no, I just I mean based on what I just said, no
1: Joe, you don't think your Kings are making the playoffs? I mean, listen, this year is Come the best year
0: ever because you don't know. With COVID and everything
1: going That's on, you true. don't know when a
0: guy's going to go and actually get COVID and they got to go out and sit out for 14, 14 days. And it could be multiple players and teams could lose five games in a row and that could shift everything. But I don't trust the Kings. I'm not putting money on them. Although I think that this year they have a
1: chance. The West is just – too good bro the lakers the jazz the clippers the suns the blazers the mavericks the warriors the spurs i mean the nuggets are the eleven seed right now and you know i think we can all agree that they are not going to finish as the eleven seed they're going to make the playoffs so but
0: i mean look i think the kings are better than the spurs and the thunder and the
1: thunder right so there's so, your seed right there
0: well, i don't know because the nuggets take the ac so i think we're nine right now and you also got the Pelicans, who I think could be decent. And while the Rockets are probably worse long-term trading Harden for Depot, I expect them to be better right now because Harden hasn't been trying. So we'll see. I mean, honestly, I, I we'll see. You know, it's it's – Things are going to start to shake out I think over the next 2 weeks.
1: Hey, can we can we do our first bucket down to the first round hoops podcast cuz I'm telling you right now Kings are making oh, the playoffs,
0: baby. Don't make me do that, man. I as as long long as think somebody the
3: play-offs. keeps track, but I mean I'll, to be honest, that bet so I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I mean, it's not fantasy
2: related, but
1: Come yeah. on, boys. Let's let I mean let's I, do it. I, I, I'll take that
2: bet. Sadly, the Kings are not making the playoffs. All right, man.
1: I'm good. For it. I think the Kings. I think the Kings can definitely slide in seven, eight And that's um, one
2: I'd be glad to lose.
0: Listen, I pray that you're right, Gabe. I pray that uh, Steph Curry has a wonderful baby and decides that because of COVID, he wants to take the rest of the season off and wait for Clay. And that um, you know, uh, Chris Paul decides that he'd rather go live in Italy. And I hope all these things happen and that the Kings slip in. But right now I have us nine, 10 on the outside looking in and we'll see dude. If we fired Luke Walton, we could.
1: Oh He's my trash. goodness.
0: He's trash. He's he- holding us back. Hey, He's look, not helping
3: us. We live in Sacramento. I live in Sacramento. I want the professional sports team here to do well because it would just make things exciting. But during, for COVID, the reasons I would want the Kings to do well is because the whole town would be all excited. Downtown would be like super exciting to be down there, but it's not going to be like that this year, even yeah. if they are good. Yeah. So, and I think they're on the up and up. I think hopefully they're like getting to be a playoff team, but st- even still the Western conference is still tough, even though it's not as tough as it was like three years ago, three, four five years ago, it's still pretty tough. But as far as the Eastern conference goes, I think for this, I think the um, the Hornets and the Hawks are going to fall out, and we're going to see uh, the Raptors and the uh, – what's it called? Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, duh, the Raptors and the Heat. Wait wait, wait,
0: wait, wait. You said the Hawks are falling out of the playoffs?
1: Uh,
0: I will put that down right now that the Hawks make the playoffs. That is a sure thing in my eyes.
1: Hold on, did we did we agree on the bucket down for the Kings? I I,
0: I hate to do it, yeah. but yes, yeah.
1: I mean, I look, it downs
3: are for things that like you feel strongly about. I'm not taking, I'm not taking yeah. the Hawks it's one. No,
1: this is well, a thing well, for Kings fans over here, bro. Jacob,
0: I don't disagree with you that the Heat are going to make the playoffs, but I don't think that the Hawks are going to fall out. I actually think it's the Magic. If you look right I was going to
3: go Charlotte and Orlando. No, so listen. Can, the Raptors you, don't the gonna, playoffs. you don't think Hornets are going to fall out?
0: No. The Hornets are a much better team than the Raptors this year. The Raptors have been living off of a great coach, and Kyle Lowry still being excellent, and Pascal Siakam and Marcus All and Serge Ibaka, and they are not that same team anymore. Kyle Lowry is probably going to get traded, if I had to guess, in the next month. He's not going to be in a Raptors uniform for much longer. He's still a great player. He's going to go help someone win. The Raptors are going into a semi-rebuild around Siakam, Fred Van V, OG, and Anobi. That's, that's what I would think because I've watched them play. And aside from the game where they smacked the Kings and put up, you know, what was it, 56% from three on, like, 50 shots, and they were just couldn't miss, they've been garbage. Um, I mean, that is not a recipe for success, what they have over there. But I agree, the Heat will make the playoffs.
1: Yeah. I mean,
3: yeah. I think what
0: that's
1: with, uh, Jimmy Butler right now. Is he not playing?
0: He missed some games with injuries. I think he's back now. But uh, I mean, I just that Tyler
1: Harrow went off for like 39 points. The, other the day. Heat are like,
0: just
3: so well coached. Like, it's um, the best.
1: Yeah. The East is. I just wish the Kings played in the Eastern Conference.
3: No, Butler missed
0: last uh, missed last game um, against the Sixers, which was yesterday. And he's out. It says day to day to health and safety protocol. So it was probably something COVID related, I don't guess. Um, I haven't kept a close eye on him, but I'm sure he'll be back, dude. And that team is good. I know they've missed Bam as well. So once the again, then Jacob, Charlotte is a good team. They're going to make the playoffs, man. The I
1: off- hope so, right man. Now- Devontae Graham, they got Gordon Hayward. And I said this in
0: our last podcast episode that he's not Utah Gordon Hayward, but he's going to do more uh, on a team where he has more opportunity, unlike what he was doing in Boston. Um, So, and they've got some other good young guys. And honestly, LaMelo Ball has been better than I expected. So, um,
1: yeah. I mean, he's contributing. He's probably the best overall contributor. I mean, he is scoring more points, rebounds, and assists than Halliburton right now. So he's better statistically. That's not everything, though. I'm always – Well, I'm just saying. He's the better player overall because the team has a better record and better statistically.
0: I'm going to say LaMelo Ball, and obviously there's no book it down for this because I think this is something we're going to see over the next 10 years. I'm
1: going
0: to say LaMelo Ball is going to have a career very similar to Russell Westbrook, where he's putting up triple doubles, but he's not necessarily helping his Who?
1: team win. Who Russell is LaMelo Ball? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. For some reason, I thought he said Halliburton. No, no.
0: LaMelo's going to be a triple double guy, and he's not going to help his team win as much. And I'm not saying that he can't at all. I'm just, you know, Russ, for his first 10 years, was awesome. He was helping his team win. But then, towards the end of his career, when things start to slow down a little bit, he becomes kind of toxic. And I think Halliburton is going to have a career where his impact on the court far outweighs the stats that he puts up, just because he does so much that doesn't show up. Um,
1: uh, who wins Rookie of the Year, fellow LaMelo, Lamelo? Halliburton. Yeah. I go. I go. Wiseman. It's Lamelo.
3: Listen. Well, I was, was going to say, I'm always rooting for Jordan's team to to do well. Like it cuz he's the owner, he's the greatest player of all time and his team has been terrible. So I I want him to succeed.
1: Yeah. Oh, and I, and I know that you guys were talking about the Heat as well. Uh, there's another hot take for you. I, I don't know, man. I think the Heat the Heat were were great last year. Um <laughs> I mean, obviously, I don't know, man. They're going to be better than four and five, obviously. But if there was a team that I had to make a bold take about, it's that the Heat could be on the outside looking in as far as a playoff contender this season.
0: You know, I may, I'm made. i going to agree that they're going to take a step back, Gabe. but the Heat sucks, dude. And I yeah, that's
1: why I'm looking teams. at it. And it's just.
0: Yeah, I, I don't see enough teams. Listen, Orlando, they're without Fultz, just went out for the year. Isaac's out for the year. That team is not going to – they had a blow-up by Vucevic to start the season. That's not going to stay consistent. Um, I mean, you've got – the problem with the East is you've got probably six good teams, I would say. You've got the – or six or seven. You've got the Celtics, the Bucks, the Sixers, the Pacers. You've got the Nets. I think the Hawks are in that conversation, and then you've got the Heat. uh, It's
1: trash. I think you you could argue that of the the good teams – there are only like three great teams, and I think that's that's the Celtics, the Bucks, and the Nets. But I don't know, man. The Nets could be a dumpster fire. Obviously, they're making the playoffs. They're probably making it to the finals. But yeah, as far as great teams are concerned, I mean, I, well, I don't... the
0: difference with the with the West is that even those teams like the Pelicans and the Spurs and the Kings, God, they're, so they're not awful. They're not great, but they're not awful. It's so different than that bottom of the East where you have so many teams like the Pistons. Well, the
3: teams Westerners with losing records make the playoffs like. In the in the Let East. me tell yeah. you how
2: it's gonna pan out. The only sure things in the East right now are Celtics, Sixers, Bucks, and uh, Nets. The all the other teams are predicated how they put it together, upcoming trades, and health. Because mm-hmm. of the remaining teams, the Hawks are the next best, but. No they, Pacers and, and no, Peter. the Pacers got worse without Oladipo. I do like them. Sabonis, Turner, they're nice, but I'm not afraid of them. If I'm the other teams, they're not. They're not going on a seven to nine game winning well, streak. I got
1: Brogdon, too. He's really underrated, but he's, he's not.
2: But he does. He, he's not a. He's a good point uh, guard. Yeah, you're he's not great. worrying about it. He's nice to have, but is he above average slightly? So. I'm telling you this, there's going to be major trades, I think, this year because people see what just happened with Harden, and now all the pieces can follow place since that blockbuster was done. So, I'm not saying I would be surprised if Cleveland gets in the playoffs because Drummond's on expiring, like I said. A lot of teams who want to sell need that big money expiring so they can have leverage in the future. So if they get a nice piece back, uh, I think they have a good enough chance as anybody else. And the Knicks are playing decent too. So these, like you said, is trash, but it's hard to say right now. But I, I do like Cleveland now more.
0: Cleveland is good, but I don't – I think if they trade Drummond, that's a signal that they're going to tank rather than if they keep him and try to re-sign him, then I think they have a better chance at the playoffs. Um, okay, guys. let's. I just want to wrap it up with one last thing. Um You know, we mostly just talked normal basketball stuff today. You know, the Harden trade, the rookies, the, you know, top eight seeds. I want to talk about something a little bit more fantasy related, and we'll make it pretty quick. Is there anybody on your fantasy teams that – or anybody, you know, just in general who surprised you? And I think I'll take this one. I I mentioned it. I'll give you guys some time to think. Uh, For me, and it's not as much of a surprise. I knew he was going to be good. Not this good. Julius Randle has come out and opened the season – on fire! I saw some statistics, and I know it's a very small sample size, but like in the first ten games, he's averaged uh, over se- so he's averaged seven assists, eleven rebounds, twenty-two points, and he's one of only like four players of all time to ever do that for ten games. Uh, and I didn't. I know it's a small sample size, but he's passing the ball. He's he's making threes. He's uh, scoring points. He's getting rebounds. Is literally doing everything that you want out of a fantasy player for a total points league. And I was very surprised the other day, and it's probably changed by now, but two, three days ago I went and looked, and he was the number two overall scorer in fantasy, way behind Jokic, Jokic but ahead of everybody else.
3: That's in our league, right?
0: Yeah, that's in our league. Yeah. And Jokic is like the CMC <laughs> Where Dude, it's like I, point's on anybody.
3: I almost took Jokic over LeBron, but I, I had to go LeBron. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah,
0: Who's
1: I mean, my oh.
0: thought was that big men are good no matter what. Like, you can get Julius Randle in the, yeah. in the fifth or sixth. Why would you take Jokic in the first one? You could grab Giannis or LeBron. But, man, Jokic is head and shoulders above everybody. I mean,
3: Jokic should have been drafted above LeBron. Like, if I wasn't a Lakers fan, I wouldn't have yeah. – taking LeBron at the fourth overall, you know, even though he's been pretty solid.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anybody that stuck out to you guys?
1: Mine is the, uh, for fantasy purposes, mine is, uh, is the other Kings player on the court and it's not Darren Fox. It's Harrison Barnes. He's averaging oh, 25 fantasy points per game oh, yeah. and he's averaging in real life. I think he's over his last five games. He's averaging damn near 20 points a game, a couple of rebounds, couple of assists. He's, pretty much doing it all and he's not turning the ball over a lot and it's kind of weird man like i've always been a good a a big fan of harrison barnes obviously because he was on the warriors first and he was kind of that predecessor before you know he departed and got that max contract in dallas and it didn't work out as a superstar but he's come over here he to sacramento he tried to you know I, i can't say that i didn't necessarily like the fit in the beginning because i mean they paid him lesser money than dallas but they wanted him to be what they wanted him to be in Dallas. And it's like Harrison Barnes is not that kind of player. He's not your superstar. He's not who you're going to build your team around, but he's a very solid, solid role player. And I think now that the Kings are learning how to use him like that, he's perfect, man. He's getting his looks. He's, he's got a high field goal percentage, his layups. They never look sexy, bro. It's all about contact with him. It's all about using his body and getting to the rim. And I love that type of basketball play. And whenever he gets a three-pointer up, it's looking good, even if it doesn't go in. Um, so for fantasy, he's been one of my most consistent players other than Jokic.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. And, you know, it's funny. Me, Justin, uh, my brother, my uncle, we all – my other brother, Josh, we all watched the first Kings game together while they were in town for the holidays. And I kept saying – you know, and listen, Harrison Barnes, I follow him on social media. He's a fantastic guy. He's a great human being, but he's getting paid more than I think he's worth. And I think <laughs> for me,
3: that's Didn't you defend fantastic. that contract when they first.
0: I did. did, I, did I did. I did. Yeah. And I think that he's proven this year, if he plays like that, he's worth it, right? But the last year and a half that he's been with Sacramento, he has not been worth his contract. And listen, maybe part of me is upset because the Kings had the litty-titty committee, and we were balling out, and Iman Shumpert was a big part of that. And we go and trade Iman Shumpert midway through that 2018-2019 season when the Kings started to come on, and we picked up Harrison Barnes, and it fell apart. And listen, that's not Harrison Barnes' fault. The team just kind of hit a stagnant point where we weren't gelling as much. And so part of me was kind of Anti-Barnes from that point. But listen, this year, Dave is right. He had I've watched every Kings game. He has been the best he's ever been. Better than Dallas, better than Golden State. He's playing his best basketball of his career. And it's exciting That's to great. watch a Kings
3: fan. I always thought he had the potential, not to be like a superstar like Kevin Durant, but to be a solid, solid player. Like, like a very good he,
2: player. He's the best glue guy you could ever ask for.
3: and mm-hmm. he, a, You know what he has that a lot of players don't? championship ring and he he actually contributed to that first oh, championship.
1: he had a huge oh, run. 30% that, that season earned him the contract it was great
3: yeah. yeah
0: big time i mean i'm just listen my biggest gripe with him has always been and i love harrison like i said i have nothing against him
3: well yeah i mean right. when your team pays him that much it yeah. hurts for the rest of the team
0: but my biggest gripe with him has always been he'll come out he'll ball, he'll ball out he'll score 30 he'll get you 10 rebounds makes some good passes, plays good defense, and the next game he shows up and he scores six points, and you're (laughs) wondering where the hell he's at, and he doesn't show up on the court, and he doesn't hit threes, and it's like, dude, how can he be so inconsistent when last night you were our best player on the court, and tonight I don't even see you. You know, that's been my thing is consistency is key with him, and now this year he's proving that he's, uh, I think, maybe finally fitting in, uh, like Gabe said. So I'm excited for it, and uh, yeah. How about you, Jacob?
3: Well, as far as our league and my team, my biggest surprise, and I, I drafted him because he was the best player on the board at the time. But Jalen Brown, look, he's missed the last two games, but and he's still ranked 18th overall in our league. And if you guys have noticed, our league every day the rankings fluctuate a lot. Like yeah. LeBron will go from number four to number ten, like in one day. Yeah. And so the way it is, but so it's easy to fall out of the top 20. I'm yeah, oh yeah. ranked number 18 right now, and he's missed the last two games. Dude, this man has been killing it. He's arguably been my best player on my team all year so far. And the way our scoring is, he's been putting up 43, 34, 17, 33, 33, 55, 26, 22, 25. So this guy, that's been my biggest surprise so far.
0: Yeah. I'm not sure I'd call it a surprise because I think we all anticipated and we talked about it in the preseason that – uh, Gordon Hayward leaving was going to open up more opportunity for Brown and Tatum. Still wow. a surprise because Brown has been better than Tatum in fantasy. So that I think is the surprise. I know we all expected a jump from him. Uh,
3: I mean I must have got him somewhere like fifth or sixth round. No, 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 no,
0: no. no. It was earlier. It was Are you sure. I'm positive that you took him in uh, the third round because I almost <laughs> took him. But I answered yeah.
3: I mean, we can find out. Yeah. I want to check. I thought it was later, but still, either way, even if it yeah. is third round, that's still still.
0: Oh, fantastic. Well, listen, I was going to take him, but I decided to take Chris Middleton because I wanted to have Middleton and, um, and Giannis together. Or, excuse me, you're right. It was the fifth round. My bad.
3: Was I it? I, that's yeah, what I thought. Yeah, I, I thought, thought it was I, the fifth or sixth round.
0: I thought I took Middleton in the because third round.
3: You know why? Actually, because I took, uh, what's it called? I took my two centers with my second and third pick. I took yeah. uh, DeAndre Ayton and then Vucevic with my second and third pick. Yeah. I thought I
0: took Chris Middleton with my third round pick. I'm looking back. I went Giannis, Ben Simmons, Russell Westbrook, Christian yeah. Wood. So, and-
3: dude, hell of a steal with Jalen Allen. Yeah. It's all. Yeah.
0: yeah. Absolutely. It, which is funny that I traded my fifth and sixth round picks in Steven Adams and Chris Middleton for
3: – And I don't know if or- – I want to mention is back Levine. I don't know if this guy's going to keep this up, but – yeah. He's been he's been killing it.
0: Well, you know what? Uh, a guy that I traded uh, to Demont, I traded Demont. I needed a small forward, a guy that could slot in as small forward. And I'll be honest, I kind of hate how they ESPN does these positions because some of them are garbage. Shea did play some small forward though. To be
2: to be fair, last year with Dennis, <laughs> that said, I traded
0: Demont. Uh, um, Steven Adams for Shea Gilgis alexander And it was a one-for-one. One. And at the time, Steven Adams had way more points than Shea. And Shea's last four games have been 32 points, 49, 46, 28. And he's about midway through the third quarter tonight. He has 12. So, I love that kid. I was so happy. I offered DeMont, like, four trades, Stephen Adams, for, like, four different small forwards because he had a lot, and he needed some guys, and he accepted that one.
3: And on, and the Shea Gagos Alexander thing is a freaking – it's the first controversy of our league. He was dropped. <laughs> Who was dropped? He was dropped. By Johnny. And then DeMont picks him up. If I was commissioner, I would not let that happen.
0: I mean, how can you Probably. stop that? It's, listen – Listen, Jacob. But
3: no, 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 no. I know what you're going to say. The small roster sizes. No, that's not. That doesn't apply to Jay Giggles Alexander.
0: Listen, man. I'll be honest. We have a very small roster size, okay? And you knew I was going to say that. Shea was not killing it to start the year.
3: But you and would have never dropped him. No, No, I wouldn't logical have. fantasy no, no, no. player would have dropped him.
0: I wouldn't have. Not this early in the season. But to be fair, he had games where he put up 17, 12, 14. Gabe,
3: I'll 14. be the Stephen A. Smith of our and podcast. Listen, right?
0: listen, listen. The problem is in this league, okay. and not <laughs> as much now that we've That's opened that. up the roster spots. That's but, a monster. But early at the <laughs> But early at the beginning of the season, Jacob, guys like Harrison Barnes were on the waiver wire. That's just a fact. Gabe picked him up off the waiver. Yeah, but
3: I it's nah. Still, this guy should never have been on the waiver wire. But I understand what you're saying. Like on in our league, there's guys because I listen to some fantasy basketball podcasts, and they're like, if this guy's on the waiver wire, you better go grab him. And like every time these guys are always on the waiver wire because our rosters were so small. Yeah, but I get it. But though a guy like that who's ranked so highly going into the year, like you wait longer and see how it pans out. You know.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. But
3: still, I mean, it's not your fault that you got ended. I thought it,
0: ended up. it was the controversy of my trade.
3: No, 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 I mean it's a it's a long trail of controversy. Like he was never should have been dropped, so then therefore never should have been traded to you. But it's not your fault.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it was it. it Listen, DeMont needed a center. I needed a small forward. Steven Adams is hey, putting up 30 a night. Also, basically, so.
2: basically, what it sounds like to me is that somehow Gabe got Harrison Barnes. You guys must suck at fantasy basketball if he wasn't on your roster. Good job, Gabe. Listen,
3: dude, before I up, we
0: hit the rosters, you listen, don't understand how hard it was. I had maybe one droppable guy. I'm sitting there looking at my roster like, okay, and I'll be honest, I'm a Kings homer, so I've got Marvin Bagley who's probably droppable. But – although he's not putting up bad stats, but I'm looking at my team like, dude, I can't drop Brogdon. I can't drop Christian Wood. I can't drop Steven Adams. Who the hell do I drop? We only had 13 roster spots. I'm looking at a team of, you're not dropping uh, fucking Ben Simmons and Russell Westbrook, you know. Yeah. So I
3: dropping. mean, to be fair, our commissioner is very progressive. He extended the roster spots to two, so props two additional that.
0: ones, two additional ones. Oh yeah. Yeah.
3: By two, yeah. Yeah. So
0: now we have 14 spots. Excuse me, before it was twelve, because right, it's eight guys starting and it's four on the bench.
1: Yeah. So yeah. So, we only have four again. bench spots. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, check so,
0: us out. Yeah, let's wrap it up, guys. It was a good one. Um, you know, all the hardened, crazy ass trade. Uh, let's jump back on next week, man, and give you guys an update. Uh, I'm excited. I want to see what happens. I'll be tuning into their games for sure. I'm going to watch the Kings game here in about 20 minutes, but uh, it was a good episode. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for supporting. Buy the merch. We'll have some basketball merch. It sounds like coming out within the next couple of weeks, right, guys?
1: Of course. So keep an eye out for that. It's going to have our logo
0: that you can see right up there. So keep an eye out for that. And uh, thanks to all for watching and uh, have a good night.